we showed up with that cup, do you think we'd get a like a free coffee or however they do their coffee club? Usually when I show up to places like that, they call the police. <laughs> hey roaches and worms, I'm Toddy Tondera and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, play some games, and maybe even a few surprises. I'm still sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. And I'm the biggest worm of the group. It's Toddy. Uh, thank you for joining us. If this is your first episode, thank you for downloading. If you've been listening for a long time, I'm sorry. This episode, we're going to be discussing something that you yourself probably have in your kitchen right now. And I'm not talking about cups. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about plates. I'm not talking about silverware. I'm talking about the the underdog hero of the kitchen. That's right. It's Tupperware. We're talking about Tupperware today. And in fact, in 1946, Earl Silas Tupper developed plastic containers used in households to contain food and keep them airtight. These containers were later dubbed Tupperware, which featured a then-patented burping seal. And we're going to throw it over to uh, a very lovable burping seal, future Thrifty Hall of Famer, DJ Lil is joining us today. DJ Lil, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having the stinkiest worm back. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I'd say the, the wettest one today since I arrived with um the rain. not much of a drop of rain on me until the last block. Yeah, I wish you would have gave me a call. <laughs> I would have It's just water. Yeah, I suppose so. Turns out I'm not a full witch. So no. that's up for all of you out there you were wondering, I don't melt in the rain. This is a big episode this week because as we know, uh trivia has returned. This is going to be a trivia based episode. Um our friend Rachel Uh, Rachel Stratton, who is on the show quite a lot these days, she currently holds the Elf Puppet Thrifty Deity, and the only way that you could get one of those things is if you win the trivia game. Well, Rachel is still carrying that around and gallivanting around her house. I was over there not too long ago. Uh, The condition of Elf is probably happier than I've seen Elf in a long time. Elf just hangs out with a bunch of clowns. Sounds perfect for him. So uh, what we're going to do today is introduce our second thrifty deity into the mix. Now, 
if a deity holder, if there are two deity or more deities eventually, if everybody has a deity and are on an episode of Thrifty together, the winner of that episode will have all the deities. So they're like championship belts. So right now, Elf... All my deities. (laughs) Yes. Elf is the only deity that's out there. But today we are introducing a very cool deity that DJ Lil and I... I'm excited for it. uh, ...took a look at. We're introducing a ceramic troll with its fingernails and toenails painted and a goofy smile. This is the thrifty troll deity and there has been a lot of uh trolls in the past in thrifty so this will be another troll introduced to the mix and uh it's yet to be named so dj lil if you win trivia today you could name it yourself but i'll start uh, scheming already and planning a parade for i have a name in mind but i may balk i may balk Uh, on the name all right but uh we'll get everything uh under control as again, we're going to be talking about Tupperware. It's time to get thrifty. So our first item today, uh, we're going to be looking at, I'll, I'll be going first with my items today. And again, if this is the first time you've listened, uh, what we do is we have a topic, we discuss items under that topic, and then ask each other trivia-based questions, A, B, C, or D, multiple choice. D is always none of the above. Whoever has the most questions right at the end of the episode they win the deity, and the troll deity is on the line. My first item of Tupperware today, and I will say I always call this the catch-all, because if I make a food in this apartment, I try to shove all leftovers (laughs) in this container regardless of what it is. Um, I have even went about this by protecting this cream-colored container (laughs) by putting a plastic bag in it and then putting sauce in the plastic bag so I wouldn't stain this. But you you probably guessed what happened. (laughs) You probably (laughs) guessed what happened. The sauce tasted like plastic. (laughs) And probably I'm probably poisoned from it. Um, But this is a vintage 70s Sterilite stacking canister. It's about 3.5 to about 4 inches tall. It's a catch-all for leftovers. On the front of it, there's a mushroom. You got some green pepper. Great smack dab in the middle. You got a, a juicy red tomato. To the right, you got that onion. And you got another green peppers. I guess pepper fans over here. But <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's like a cream-colored container. It has a brown lid. Um, There's a bunch on eBay right now because usually you buy these in sets. But, of course, I found this secondhand and there wasn't the other one. And uh, these uh, these guys who've made it, uh, they made it in Warren, PA. So uh, how about that? How about that? Some not so local to here, but local to Pennsylvania, where we both live. And they were the Stone Brothers, Uh, the Stone Brothers and our friend Earl Tupper. From the lead of the show, who we're dedicating this episode <laughs> doing, to, doing, doing. they professionally got into bed together to make plastic containers together. Yeah, how about that? The Earl Tupper. But uh, they started making uh, these things back in the 60s. Uh, Stone Brothers and Earl Tupper, good friends before mm-hmm. Earl's passing. <laughs> but... Um, so this, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's my favorite. And let's get some noises. We're gonna try to get some more noises into this episode. 
cool. I can't even open it, so it's the you best noise. You want me to noise. get in there? <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Definitely yes. not what you want to put the cookies in for that midnight snack yes. alert. <laughs> so that's the Tupperware noise, but... Yeah, nice little squeaks I'll keep in, but uh, I didn't. I, I tried to clean this as best as I can before uh, showtime here, and I think it's a little wet inside, so you got some squeakies here, but I'll pass that oh, over yeah. to you. Oh, yeah. Glistening as if they're from the garden. Yeah. What is your most common container used for leftovers? Um, I am a diehard Pyrex fan. Yeah. Like... I swear by the Pyrex, and it's glass, so it doesn't uh, stain so much. Hot, cold, good to go. Um, I would say, like, the two-cup round Pyrex is my favorite mm-hmm. go-to item. And also, I eat, like, a squirrel. So, like, my eyes are bigger than my stomach, but if I put a serving size in that, it's perfect. That's if I, the perfect If size. I do, like, the size up, big mistake. Mm-hmm. We'll make the same mistake tomorrow, but <laughs> mm-hmm. go for the smaller container. When when you're making mm-hmm. dinner for the boys, do you pre-plan what the left leftovers could go in? Is your meal everything is strategic? Yes, that's what I'm so. saying. Is your meal prep uh, the same as like the put? Like, oh, I'm gonna make my meal this prep. Amount. I have yeah different containers for before and then end product. Obviously, shrinkage and different shaped items mm-hmm. for things or what they actually don't eat or eat mm-hmm. whatever is left after their destruction well <laughs> well, well, pla- well planned <laughs> yeah as well as i can plan gotcha but uh yeah that's actually my favorite uh tupperware uh container um plastic container everything goes in there but i do have a couple questions uh in regards to or adjacent to Tupperware. Now, I talked about uh, the Stone Brothers, mm-hmm. and we've already heard a lot about Earl Silas Tupper, uh, <laughs> the man who is responsible for Tupperware. For all those lids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all those lid head out, out there. Um, in 1939, the Stone Brothers formed a partnership with Earl Tupper to manufacture wooden heels for women's shoes. What made this partnership short-lived? Now, this is far before the death of Earl Tupper. Okay, thank you. The Stone Brothers and Earl Tupper were the best of friends, but something got in between them and they had to break up instantly. So they were business partners. They were boys. They were hanging out. So I'm sure their meals, they put all together. They they were the boys and they were the destruction, but they tried to make wooden heels for women's shoes and something got totally fucked up during this. Was it A, the death of the younger brother, John? He randomly died. Oh, no. B, World War II started. Also, oh, no. <laughs> so they were broken up by World War II. Uh, C, a fight between the Stones and Earl Tupper over workers' rights, the workers that were under them. Hmm. Or D, 
none of the above. So the partnership soured between the Stone Brothers and Earl Tupper when they were making wooden heels for women's shoes. What made their partnership short-lived? Again, A, the death of the younger Stone brother, John, B, World War II, C, a fight between the Stones and Earl Tupper over workers' rights, D, I lied about all three of those, none of the above. All of those answers seem very likely for that for like the first half of the 20th century. Yeah. Random death, giant world war. Mhm. Like yeah, it's all there. Um but if these containers they're making containers in the 60s, maybe mm-hmm. he didn't randomly die. Mm. That that you may have found something out there maybe. I don't know if they cared about the worker rights. They'd probably just like mm. Roll into another town and set up another shop. I mean, most don't even now, and we're in 2022, <laughs> so too. I don't know. In 1939, you know, who knows? But maybe one of them did. Maybe one of them felt passionate. I'm gonna go with B. WW2. Yes. Ooh. Seems like something major. You couldn't really work around, and there there were material shortages, and probably had to use your factory for something more important than. A wooden heel. Yeah. That's, well, regardless if you're right or wrong, that is very true all the way. That's my reasoning. Yeah. So, again, the question. In 1939, the Stone Brothers formed a partnership with Earl Tupper, the man, the god, the fucking king of this shit himself, Earl Tupper, to manufacture wooden heels for women's shoes. What made this partnership short-lived? A, the death of the younger brother, John. B, World War II, C, a fight between the, the Stones and Earl Tupper over workers' rights, or D, none of the above. DJ Lil, you said B, World mm-hmm. War II, and those at home, I'm um, hoping you locked in your answers. The correct answer is D. Oh. None of the above. Deed already. Deed, first time. We're yeah, 10, 15 minutes into this episode, and our first D has thrown it. These for damn. I'm coming for heads for this troll deity, and it's been shown now. Um, so uh, traditionally, I try to keep some of these close to the truth, but I will be honest. A, B, C, and D. A, a B, A, B, and C. <laughs> I was gonna say all of these I made up. There was no winning. A, B, and C are completely made up. They weren't based on anything. Well, they were based on time, but right. Yeah. Oh but man. But D, none of the above. Uh, but the reason why that they, these guys had a disagreement and had to break up is because the plastic they were using on the women's heels was not heat resistant and it would stress and melt. So... So if you're going to wear them to the beach and... Yeah. So Earl Tupper around. is like, I can't put my name on this, guys. I have Tupperware. So he was like, I got to get out of here. And the Stone Brothers are like, wait, wait, wait. No, Come you back. can't. You can't. We'll make them more heat resistant. <laughs> but that was it. That was the end. So we never knew exactly huh. what happened with them. But then in later years, we found out that they had patched things up. Mm. But their original thing, why they got Earl Tupper to do this was for uh, the heels of shoes. And he was like, that's not my containers. Call me when you want to do containers. <laughs> <laughs> not my specialty <laughs> no no um so uh going down uh to the second question here uh so this is a again 
about the uh, in, a, in adjacent to the vintage 70s Sterilite stacking container. Uh, back then, they were selling dozens of these things all over the world for mm-hmm. sure. But in current day, in current day, what is the best selling Sterilite product? A, the storage bin container, like those big square containers I have for my clothes. So storage bins, so okay. kind of the same thing. B, the plastic bag, plastic oh. sandwich bag. C, coat hangers, hmm. plastic coat hangers. Like, again, like you see that broken <laughs> right. coat hanger that brother uses as a toy because he's an insane monkey. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. So two of the things live in this house. Or D, mm-hmm. I once again am just blowing smoke and I'm really going for this deity and it's D, none of the above. D is for deity. Yeah. Oh. So again, in current day, what is the best-selling Sterilite product? A, the storage container. B, the plastic sandwich bag. C, the clothes hanger. D, none of the above. I want to go with A mm-hmm. because those seem pretty prevalent. There's in probably like a daily, dozen here. Daily use, moving use, storage use. When you're like, I got to go get bins. Yeah. That's what you get. Um, plastic bags and hangers. I'm sure they sell, but probably not as, you maybe not as name brand specific but, on those. Well, I mean... But that could be true or false, and this isn't a spoiler for the answer. Yeah, I know, but I know it's not connected to... (laughs) Well, no, what my question would be, the plastic sandwich bags that say you buy, or say I buy, do we know those brands? Do we know where our bags come from? Do you ever, like, pick up the box and nub around on the back? Yeah, for sure, but I'm saying, like, do we know? Do we do that with the bags? (laughs) Who's the parent company? (laughs) I have plastic bags in my kitchen right now. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you who made those motherfuckers. <laughs> but anyway. Hmm. But you could be you could be right. Clothes hangers, there's a bunch of different kinds. It's true. But I prefer the velvet ones. Yeah, those are hard mm-hmm. to find. Yeah, I, I bought them all. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, in the secondhand market, like at those vendor fairs I always do and all mm-hmm. that stuff. People are leaning into velvet hard. Well, because it, it grabs. It grabs back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> velvet grabs back. Yes. No and slippage. No. And I got some wooden ones this week. Uh, Those are good for like trench coats and like leather jackets and like heavy, mm-hmm. heavy pups. Yeah. But like for thin, real cozy t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Or, like, polyester shirts you need mm-hmm. that grab back from the velvet. I got some wire hangers from the house across the alley. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> they were throwing away some hangers. And I was like, well, uh, let's just pick them up, clean them off. Mm-hmm. And if I keep a dozen of them, very good. That's fine. Because my problem with hangers have been, I've been finding okay hangers, but I don't want to buy, like, ten of one hanger. Yeah. I want to, like, I need a... Um, there's got to be 40 before like um you know what i'm saying you know yeah. what am i gonna do on my racks at those fairs if i have like 
eight of one kind, six. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I'm not saying it's not, but you know what I'm Visually, trying to say. Yeah. But as I was cleaning them, I kept, uh, there was only like a dozen I got rid of. Huh. And I got like 50, 60, 70 hangers. I don't know. I don't know. A bunch. You didn't fit much more on there with the yeah. wire. But anyway. Yeah, going back to the question. Yeah, in current day, what is the best-selling Sterilite product? <laughs> A, the storage bin. B, the plastic sandwich bag. C, the clothes hanger. D, none of the above. I'm going to go with A. A. Which I think is an ob- the obvious the obvious answer. So, uh, at home, uh, lock in your answers. The correct answer for this one is, in current day, the best-selling Sterilite product is... A, the storage oh, bin. God. Ding, ding, ding has sounded, or whatever chime noise I use, has sounded <laughs> right now for you. So you got a point. Um, so that was the first item. So you got 50% of the points that you could have, and I would count that as a win. I would. Mm-hmm. If, if you asked me two questions and I got one of them right, I would definitely say that's a good one. I think I'm doing pretty well so far. Yeah, so we're moving on to our... A uh, second item here, and uh, speaking of Warren PA, which is kind of crazy, and this wasn't planned. In fact, up until about 2 p.m. today, I didn't have a second object, but this cup that I'm holding for my second object was also made in Warren PA. It's a conspiracy. So uh, it's, it's a thrifty rabbit hole. It's a thrifty rabbit hole. Which I went down hole. at eight, like 8.30 last night. <laughs> and it's going to come down to the end of the day that we're going to look at our plastic bags. And these boys did them. <laughs> Not them themselves, but, some, you know, their company. But, yeah. Yeah. The but, Stone Brothers carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure they're all dead now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> understones. <laughs> yeah, understones. Of their own. But this is a stop and go... Uh, coffee club, I'm a stop and go nut cup. <laughs> it's a plastic cup, and it's like a coffee mug if a coffee mug was thinner and plastic, and then it has a base on it so you could evenly set it down. And I want to get a good plastic on wood noise here, or at least fake wood, but I think it's real. No surprise noises there. But, uh,. But this was made by Whirly Industries, so it wasn't made by the same people. But it's about four inches tall. It's a yellow plastic with a handle, and it's got uh, some red on it. It's got some green on it. But all the stuff that's on the show, uh, again, at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram, you could see it. I'm not a coffee head. As you know, I don't drink coffee. Um, But I will say that I have drunk orange juice sprite mountain dew and i believe dole cranberry juice out of this everything but coffee (laughs) everything but coffee um but i'll pass that over thank you i am a coffee nut yeah um and i would surely not drink my hot coffee out of this cup well it has because base it does which is quite dainty but i find that it would be too thin my knuckles Mm -hmm. just are gonna burn away true true maybe a a hot soup but while i'm a coffee nut i'm not a stop and go nut so (laughs) i'm i might be missing something here yeah um stop stop and go um what's kind of interesting as far as the um 
Maybe there's another method. What do you think about that side of the cup there that looks kind of like the Italian flag, right? Oh, it does look like the Italian flag. Uh, yeah. But I will say, in in earnest, I can't remember if the red is on top or the green is on top in the, in the flag. I'm pretty sure the. Without s- looking at the flag, I'm sure people sideways. Out there, oh, heard. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> neither the red or green are on top. Sideways. It's sideways. <laughs> oh boy. It's 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 hard to come out as stupid <laughs> sometimes. Uh, We're all just stop and go, little nuts around here. Yeah. The f- the different fonts do fascinate me though. Mm-hmm. Cool fonts. Yeah. I, if this was my coffee cup, I would be pissed if I got to work and someone else was using it. I'm gonna stick with the sprite. That's how and I the feel. Dole. That's how I feel about my mm-hmm. drinking vessels. My favorite... Add it to the collection. Yeah, I'll take it back. My my favorite... Uh, so this was like a convenience store. My favorite convenience store growing up was uh, 7-Eleven. It was in Trafford, PA. And it was by this park that... Most like the park by my house had a ton of squirrels. Mm. But we just called that place, of course, Squirrel Park. So... My Uncle Craig would drive me from, like, McKeesport area, like, 35 minutes out to Trafford, PA, to go to the 7-Eleven, and it was the same stuff every time we'd go in. He would get a paper. He would get a Turner's iced tea Mm -hmm. carton. Uh, If you're not from the area, go ahead and Google Turner's iced tea. uh, I'd say the carton tastes better. Carton tastes better? Carton tastes better. Um, So, got an orange carton of Turner's iced tea. And sometimes he would get a Sky Bar, which is like a chocolate bar, and it was separated by little pieces, and each piece had a different stuff in it. So it'd be like a caramel nug, oh, yeah. a marshmallow yeah. nug, something <laughs> that looked like tar. I can't remember what that one was, but it kind of tasted like tar. Um, and then I would get, I would get a bunch of different things. I would get it obviously a different kind of candy. Stuff like that. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing up 7-Eleven is because current day in Trafford, PA, that 7-Eleven is now a stop and go. It's now a stop and go. Um, if we showed up with that cup, do you think we'd get a, like a free coffee or however they do their coffee club? Usually when I show up to places like that, they call the police. <laughs> so I can't really, I don't know if I could really go and say like, I grew up, I grew, I, I know this place. <laughs> I brought my club mug. <laughs> yeah, like I know, Squirrel Park's up there. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't think so. Oh, well. But um, with this, this mug, I have two questions. And so far, you have one point. Mm-hmm. And uh, this again is for the new Troll 50, Thrifty Deity. All right. So question number one. This is in relation to coffee, since it was technically a coffee cup. And, um, full disclosure, you're kind of close to coffee on a, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So, you could be showing your ass here. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, so let's <laughs> see here. Everyone loves the coffee-based b- uh, drug drink espresso. Approximately how many beans are required to make an espresso? Well, I know the amount of ground beans mm-hmm. and grams. 
that is for a better double shot at least. Mm-hmm. Well, there individual are individual there, there are choices. There's choices. <laughs> yeah. A twenty eight. Individual beans, correct? Individual beans. Okay. A, 28. B, 42. C, 60. D, another number. None of the above. Everyone loves the coffee bean-based drink drug espresso. Approximately how many beans are required to make one espresso? A, 28. B, 42. C, 60. D, none of the above. Another bean number. DJ Will, how are you feeling about this one? I'm sweating. Yeah? And it's not just from the espresso I had earlier. <laughs> <laughs> or the rain you walked in. Trying to, from. right. Yeah. Um, A sounds almost right. B sounds almost right. But not quite. Uh-oh. I want to go with D. Uh-oh. I think it's going to be another number more in the 30s. Hmm. It is approximate, too. So it may be 29. It may be 31. And I've never said I'm a master at what I do. <laughs> um, um, well, you could say how many I use. <laughs> like, maybe this is the... <laughs> right. But how many I personally use. How many use. I use. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with D. None of the above. None of the above. I think it's somewhere more in the thirty range. In the thirty range, okay. Doesn't seem like you trust me. Could I be already going for another D here? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, listeners, worms, roaches. Approximately how many beans are required to make one espresso? A twenty-eight. B forty-two. C sixty. D None of these, none of the above. DJ Lil, you went with D. And that is incorrect, unfortunately. Uh, The answer is 42. 42. Which, to be fair, is around 30-ish. No, it's not. (laughs) 28 kind of (laughs) is. Oh, if I've yeah, if, they if, grind they grind up pretty small. If I had to guess, I wouldn't I wouldn't have no idea. I would have no idea. Uh, I've only learned how to like seriously because I don't drink coffee. A coffee maker in the past couple of years, because I didn't really know how one of those things worked, because I haven't used one. I remember I tried to save a relationship once upon a time by making coffee. Oh. Uh. Well. We had both woken up and then we're going to work. And I was just like, I think I, this feels like it's over, I think. So I was like, well, I'll be nice and drive them to work and make them coffee. So here I am trying to like make a nice coffee and stuff like that. Do a nice thing. Smells good. Looks good. You know, passes the eye test. And I gave it to them and they were like, oh, like an audible (laughs) gross noise. And they're like, this isn't mixed or like filtered at all this is just like caught like coffee all ground up in water oh no and i was like wow oh, this seems boy. to be over um so we're gonna hit you with another coffee question all right this is my last uh yeah chance for a point oh. this is your last chance for a point you sorry have- troll it's not looking too good so far how long does it take 
for a coffee tree to reach full maturity before it Hmm. can be used. Interesting. How long does it take for a coffee tree to reach full maturity? A, two years. B, five years. C, ten full years. D, another year number. None of the above. None of the above. A, two years. B, five years. C, ten years. D, none of the above. How long does it take for a coffee tree to reach full maturity? What do you what do you know about coffee trees? Or are you just more of a bean head? I'm just gonna apologize to the troll again <laughs> <laughs> before I even get into this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, troll. Probably not uh, coming home with me today. Mm-hmm. Um, if I guessed wrong on how many beans it is for espresso, mm-hmm. and that's what I do all day is crush up beans and to make it into espresso as i said i've never even 60, been around 60, a tree you knew it wasn't 60 at least at least there's that and you said around 30 i would say 42 is in that range of that no i've never touched a coffee tree so i don't really yeah. have so the if i don't know level <laughs> yeah. of it. would you know what a fully mature coffee tree even looks like Oh, I've seen pictures. I rest my case, Your okay. Honor. <laughs> Guilty. But I've never, never like been in with the trees to be like, oh, like I've been to a farm before. I understand like that kind of like process. Yeah. Um, I'm from, I'm from a place where there's like north of you know hundreds of miles north of me. It's just cr- straight up Christmas tree farms. Yeah. So like I understand they have to grow to a certain point. Um. But as far as like a tree that makes a crop, mm-hmm. hmm. I'm going to guess 10 years. I think it needs a little Ooh. bit longer to not just like become its own tree. I think it has to, to be a tree also... before it could give food. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to go with 10 years. 10 years. So how long does it take for Sounds a coffee like a tree to reach full maturity? A, two years, B, five years, C, ten years, D, none of the above. You said C, ten years. Mm -hmm. And that is incorrect. Incorrect. Well. (laughs) The correct answer is B, five years. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Now, when I saw the answers to this question, I was thinking like 20 smackers. And that shows you how much I know about a coffee tree maturity. But five years, that's all you need before you kill it and just destroy it and make mm-hmm. it food. Um, so, well, I'm, no. I'm on record for getting both of those wrong. Yeah. Uh, My bad. So, I guess a pink slip will be coming in the mail. <laughs> um, so, sure. you, so, you got one out of four. One out of four. Uh, not great mm. statistics, I would say. Uh, as DJ Lil patted the new thrifty deity on the head. But you never know. I could get one of these right, or I could totally blow it. We shall see. But those were my two items. Once again, I had the vintage 70s Sterilite stacking canister, and then also I had the very cool um, stop and go 
coffee mug that has disappeared, but it's over here. It's bright yellow. (laughs) I'm a stop and go nut coffee mug. And shout out to uh, Quick Trip, who uh, now owns Stop and Go. And that's why they put a stop and go in Trafford, because that's where all the real dudes go. That's where all the masculine men go, like Mm -hmm. myself. So... All right, so you have two items I do to indeed. showcase today, DJ Lil. Before I get into my items, of course I have a spiel cool, to fun. go off on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so like I said, I really like Pyrex, super use- useful item, but Tupperware conjures up some weird twisty feelings. Interesting. <laughs> I just felt like I should probably touch on this because... Weeks ago, I sent you a picture. One of the items I was gonna, I was like, we should do a show about Tupperware sometimes. Yeah, I knew you were gonna bring it, so that's why I said any Tupperware time, any Tupperware day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I use it on a daily basis. You start thinking about like mid-century, start thinking about Tupperware parties. Mm. And then you start thinking, oh, there was always that kid at school. That kid who had the different lunchbox and all the Tupperware. Mm -hmm. I was that kid. I was the kid who always showed up and had like packed lunch, all the matching, like like the little rectangle, green, Mm -hmm. matching Tupperware. The lids, side note, the lids and the containers have numbers. So I put this together years later. I was like, oh my God. So that they always match. Mm. Duh. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Tupper did that himself or... The man of the hour. One of the descendants. Yeah. (laughs) Very clever. Before post Stone Brothers breakup. (laughs) (laughs) They got back together. Pre-Stone, post-Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The post-Stone years. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so I was always that kid who, like, showed up with, like, the packed lunch, and, like, my Oma would make me a lunch, and, like, my mom was not born in this country, as she'll remind everyone always with her presence, um, and, like, seeing that come out of the lunch bag was always, like, a dead giveaway. I'm, like, I did not have the Lunchables, I did not have just, like, a plain sandwich. Yeah. Um, and I'm very lucky for growing up like that. Yeah, But it definitely felt weird. Because everyone else is like, you know, like everyone Doing else is like trading <laughs> like Capri Sun and this and that. And I'm like, well, probably no one wants my anchovies, but I'm going to enjoy them. Yeah. I don't, yeah. 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 Were you, were you at the cool side of the table, the moderate side? I or? was just at a side until Ooh. I found a way to not eat in the cafeteria. Okay. See, that seems like the For best most, way. The, probably from like eighth grade on. Yeah. Yeah. Sensory overload. And I love food. (laughs) (laughs) It was the people, right? (laughs) Just absolute sensory overload in the cafeteria. Um, But yeah, I feel like the Tupperware really is, while it's at the same time, like, very American, like, here's a pyramid scheme of something we're going to sell and have you a a party and we're going to come over to your house and show you these things of this plastic we're going to sell you. It's also, like, all about reusing and, like, saving your leftovers and, like, reuse the container. Yeah. Yeah. There's a... There's a... Well... So, I find it's a very twisty conversation. Yeah. And then especially there's also, you have the, with the history of it that you have. You kind of know yeah. about, a lot about it. Yeah. And I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Use it to this day. I have my drawer of lids 
mostly organized. Um, but then you think about the other Tupperware that's not like like this guy here with the peppers and the mushrooms. Hard. Solid. This yeah. thing's going to last probably longer than either of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For on sure. I, at it's least gonna, one of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but you think that there's like that super flimsy like almost mm-hmm. Tupperware, not Tupperware, mm-hmm. that is the only, the only thing that's good for is like sad meatloaf that a neighbor baked you. Yeah. It's you like, know, but it's known for that burping seal we hear a lot about. Right. <laughs> but I'm like that stuff that's floating out there around or the Tupperware you find on your woods walks. Yeah. With yeah. miscellaneous or not miscellaneous items. I forgot items. about that. I should have led the show with that, huh? Yeah, I did. Well, the vibrator graveyard that I found across in the woods, <laughs> I was sending pictures to, to DJ Lil. And if you haven't seen the vibrator graveyard, it's a real thing. I swear I live. Uh, at Thrifty Podcast, there's pictures of it. It's where I live. It's where I live. Um, I, Lucas from Fake Ritual, I believe it was. If it wasn't, it was somebody else. But Lucas had said, like, no offense, but, like, if there was somebody who I thought would find a vibrator graveyard, it would be you. <laughs> I was like, thanks, brother. That should be, that's a compliment. I think it was him who had said that. But yeah, I was sending pictures to DJ Lil in regards to it when I first found it. Mm-hmm. And what what I didn't realize is there was a piece of Tupperware up up a little bit I in the I love that you picture. like sent a picture <laughs> circled. Yeah. Like a haunted, like a did you see it? Like ghost <laughs> like YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Well, I sent the picture. I sent, there was... Yeah, there was vibrators on the ground in the woods, and I took a picture mm-hmm. of it, sent it to DJ Lil, and then like five feet thought from I it, might have an answer. <laughs> yeah, thought I might, you might have an answer for what this could be. But in leaves, I had some ideas. They yeah. weren't mine. <laughs> no, um, in leaves there was something turned over that I had not recognized when I was there. So I was like, I have to go back. <laughs> but when I went back, we dreamed of all the cool things this could have been. But it ended up just being a Tupperware container, and, and it had no lid either. So I don't know if it was unrelated. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be unrelated because the I still think someone brought a snack and like... yeah, but we thought maybe it could be like a power supply yeah. of some form, but no, or an ice pack. Ice pack. Oh, that would have been good. Well, one of them was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was a dog nail, an electric dog nail filer. The only one that didn't need a direct power source. The only one that didn't need a direct power source to it. So that means if any of those items were used in the woods, (laughs) it was the dog nail trimmer. Maybe that was just for like one last hurrah. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, there is the others and. Well, there was a way technically that if the cap was still on. Sure. But there's, I don't know. But then I was like, maybe it's for like. It's going to while out of control though. And that's. I don't know. What I could assume, what I could assume is maybe like maybe paint, finger pain play. Mm -hmm. Maybe if, if you're using the other thing. Like pinky finger. (laughs) No, anyway, Tupperware. (laughs) Uh, Tupperware, go on. Spiraling back. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really that yeah. was really my mostly my rant. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, good. like, uh, some Tupperware definitely does that, like, oh, earth friendly, like, very gimmicky kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, someone's just gonna buy it off Instagram and then just throw it away next week, anyways. Yes. So that upsets me. 
Um, cause like, again, stuff like this. Good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like <laughs> that. Last forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's my little... Cool. That's my spiel. Mm-hmm. As I'm always allowed to have my little spiel. Oh, yes. And yes. I appreciate the... All your listening ears out there. Yes. And you can tune back in now. Okay, go. <laughs> um, For my first item today, I have... Speaking of lunchbox, lunch table, cafeteria, I'm sure it conjures up some memories, at least the shape. Yeah. A 1985 Aladdin Industries thermos, branded with She-Ra, Princess of Power. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's in amazing condition mm-hmm. for the $1.99 I paid. Mm-hmm. Worth every one of those pennies. Um. So it's got a purple lid and base, and then, I don't know if I can unscrew it here, around the outside, uh, She-Ra is a character. We definitely have to get to the the middle. Pass it it on. Lid's coming off, so now we got our little cup for pouring liquid in. you want me to take this off, liquid in. Yeah, go ahead. The inside is a sort of a pantyhose, nude-colored <laughs> tone. Let's hear the inside. Does it sound like the ocean? As an airplane loudly flies over. <laughs> so if you... <laughs> DJ Lil put it in the thermos, so it... An airplane came out. Yeah, an airplane <laughs> came out of this thermos, so... At least the dog next door is quiet. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so the inside is a, like, nude pantyhose color, which is not very appetizing, but it is astoundingly clean. Yeah. This must have been, like, the alternate version of me as a kid. It could possibly Another, like, parallel universe. Um, Yeah, so it's got, like, the cup that comes off to pour your thing, or then the little bit inside comes off. There's a straw. Nib. Nubble it. Or you take that lid off, too, and pour from it. It's very cool. It's very more in the pastel kind of tones. Um, so you got She-Ra in her glory with her little uh, tiara on. And then She-Ra in regular form. Which uh, is still She-Ra. gorgeous. Yes. Very majestic. Or on the other side with Swift Wind That's really flowing cool. around. Very it's definitely cool. Gonna very be cute. The, yeah. It's going to be on... It's definitely... They're going to be the first picture in the uh, group of pictures. It's super cute. Episode. I'm I'm very proud of this find. It's not anything I was look ever looking for, but I l- love He-Man, Skeletor, She-Ra. All absolutely that fun stuff. very corny. Mattel, 1985, yeah. Princess of Power is a trademark owned by and used under license from Mattel. Um yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, for so sure. I'm very proud of that. Very happy to bring it on today. And I was going to say the inside of it, uh, I was going to say Spotless. the in, it, inside of it kind of looks like a fleshlight. But the, yeah. weird, the weird thing about that is is there's something that fleshlights look like as well. So technically speaking, it doesn't look like a fleshlight. A fleshlight and also this thermos looks like a part of the body. Yeah. So that's interesting that really I associated it. Really interesting, like, <laughs> color choice. I thought it, because the outside is just white. Yes. So I would assume, I was going to assume, oh, purple and white seems like a very basic yeah. color combo. No. Uh, it's different in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely it, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely different in there. It's very, very surprisingly clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For something that looks like <laughs> that, I'm surprised. But yeah, that's yeah, that's visually absolutely the best piece on the show today. Thank you. I'm yeah. uh, happy to share it. Mm-hmm. So I grew up watching uh, He Man, Masters of the Universe. I guess in the kind of like late early. 2000s they had some sort of a reboot mm-hmm. then they, they were also in syndication at some point too yeah. yeah um and so my sister and i grew up watching it then i think like cartoon network someone was showing it and we're like oh my god this show is nuts we love skeletor like absolutely love skeletor prince adam is <laughs> not super bright um, but the show is awesome very weird it's a combination of like sorcery and also sci-fi um and characters have names of just things that they are do you know i have a lot of he-man toys yes okay cool i remember like way back like the moss man and the yes yeah yeah, way back in the thrifty catalog there was a Mm -hmm. couple episodes where i found a he-man hall and i yeah so good josh was on still at that point i think yeah for sure and then i think ben from Neon Brainiacs. I think and that was still when you're doing the Me at My Core. Yes, Me at My Core that, was fun. That yeah. era. Yeah, that was, that's a good era. Um, yeah, so my a sis- bad show overall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we grew up watching that, and then my sister got like a Skeletor toy, and so we just would play with Skeletor and Barbies. And Skeletor would wear Barbie's clothes because some of her stuff like really fit him really well and it was just a whole like collective everyone just gathered together lizards and horses and Barbie and all um, like (laughs) yeah all of God's creatures all of God creatures (laughs) yeah um but yeah so Masters of the Universe was in came out in the 80s like mid 80s and they had like 130 episodes in their original series. And they do lots of like moral dilemmas. And I remember at the end of episodes, they say like, well, what kind of like, what did you learn today? Very like after school special. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, remember, it's nice to be nice or whatever the message was for the day. After they just beat ass. So yeah, super yeah. beat ass in like. Yeah. tiny skimpy little loincloths yeah um yeah. with chest protectors <laughs> with their giant <laughs> giant pecs yeah yeah their calves mm-hmm. and their biceps were just nuts and they wore tiny tiny little shorts but then little they had like bees. big chest protectors <laughs> as if that's what <laughs> that's what saves you yeah yeah um did um did you grow up watching he-man or somewhat i wouldn't say yes or no but if it was yes or no i would say yes I grew up watching it, but not in order. So I had no, I have no idea. So what the I order had is. no idea what the hell was going on. So I don't know the, what what dilemma ultimately needed solved. Okay, but I'll tell you what, seen the show a bunch. <laughs> yeah, there's. I'm not. I don't know enough of the lore. That's um, what I'm in, saying. Yeah, yeah. In, in some of the lore, I guess Skeletor is He Man's uncle. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. Um, the, I think in that castle, lore, Castle Grayskull is awesome. I'd love to live there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it would make a great Airbnb spot too. You know, <laughs> yeah, That's with sure. moat. <laughs> with moat, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could make a a boatload of that, but yeah, um, I think in that canon, 
that they're related. I don't know that He-Man knows they're related in that canon. There's that too, which is also like kind of, kind of, kind of weird. Yeah, daddy issues there. Yeah. But I don't know. So like Adora, Prince Prince Adam becomes Mm He-Man. Princess Adora becomes She-Ra as their powers. So they're on like different worlds. Mm-hmm. Eternia and Etheria, and the story goes that like Adora was taken to the mm-hmm. other planet as a kid, so they never. So she was raised by um, Hordak, who is like the evil. I didn't on know that, that was that's that's no. that someone's name. I think so. Yeah. That's an evil <laughs> yeah, Hordak, name. When you're yeah. born with Hordak, <laughs> yeah, you're really setting your kid up so, for failure. Yeah, so like that was like a totalian totalitarian planet and that's where she was raised whereas where prince adam grew up was like peaceful mm-hmm. eternia yeah yeah where skeletor is the bad guy and he's trying he man protects castle grayskull okay yeah there's that. that's then how that they works. realize that dora's his twin and that she came from that planet and okay. i think they keep having like oh i am having these fuzzy memories yeah we all get those yeah, sometimes sometimes those happen yeah and in recent years there's been a reboot of she-ra no idea about that oh wait, wait on is the netflix? That on netflix yeah yeah i did i so have seen a few of those and yeah. that definitely more embraces like the queerness of masters of the universe yeah. which is a prevalent pretty prevalent yeah without pretty being prevalent, prevalent. With, yeah without yeah you kind of get a few looks and you're like yeah all right yeah yep that's what's going <laughs> yep. on there and someone's secretly someone's daddy yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. <laughs> i've hung out some joints like that we've all been there <laughs> yeah we've all been there <laughs> p.s happy pride month happy um, pride month it's the uh, it's the only month the year anyone gives a obligatory, fuck. <laughs> and then after this, back to eleven more months right. of nothing. But this month, you could go to Bath and Body Works and get a coupon that has a <laughs> rainbow on it. And I'm sure if you go to like Dunkin' Donuts, they'll be like, oh, something with a rainbow on it. Yeah, these donuts are homosexuals. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, we got a couple of good rants in yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corporate America. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, thanks for good complaining about. Sure, sure. So I'm going to go back into this uh, She-Ra. Yeah. Thermos over here. We didn't but we didn't spoil any of your questions, right? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> okay, not. Okay, okay. Oh, no. So as we see here, we have Swift Winds. Who is the the flying unicorn? I don't know. Is that technically a Pegasus? Whatever. She's sure. from a magical planet. We know. It's different. Um, and I always thought it was so funny that his voice is so deep and gravelly and like gruff in the show. Where yeah. he's like he's oh he's very majestic. Mm-hmm. He's like, Come on, princess. Like, Whoa, okay. hey. <laughs> Again, secret daddies are everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just riding him through the sky. Um, so my question is tied into the voice actor of Swiftwind, a.k.a. Swifty, a.k.a. Horsey. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Cool. This Pittsburgh native voiced the deep, gruff sound of She-Ra's trusty steed in the original series. I should know this, right? Okay. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's see. 
I thought he knew coffee. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, people have left me <laughs> based <laughs> over my knowledge of that. Oops. Yeah. Uh, so is it A, Joe Flaherty, B, Lou Scheimer, C, Frank Gorshin, or D, none of the above? A and C. It's either A or C. But repeat them again for sure. Sure. A, Joe Flaherty, B, Lou Scheimer, C, Frank Gorshin, or D, none of the above? I think it's it's becoming more clear to me who voiced, who's the voice actor. Because I'll tell you why A is very familiar to me. Joe Flaherty mm-hmm. was my grandpap's neighbor. Not the Ooh. Joe Flaherty, just a man just named Joe Flaherty. Uh, what was his neighbor's names? On the left-hand side, there was Joe Flaherty. On the right-hand side, and across, they were related. Maybe, maybe. Well, this guy drove a tractor and had like eight dogs, um, that would hang out in the woods. I'd see Joe <laughs> Flaherty. I'd be hanging out in the woods, and I'd be like, "Fuck, who's that? Oh, Joe Flaherty <laughs> Joe. again." Yeah. Um. And across the street from my grandfather's house, there was what was that guy's Joe Reed. That's right. There was Joe Flaherty and Joe Reed. And then the guy across the street was just a criminal. His son robbed my grandpa's house. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so we weren't <laughs> – we were more so about the Joes. Um, yeah. I think it was Frank Gorshin. I think it's C. I think the, the answer to your question is C, Frank Gorshin. Is Are you sure voiced. about that? You're going to look in the troll's eyes and say that? Well, the troll's eyes, it's hard to really look at because one's going one direction. (laughs) Yeah, one's going the other. Um, So, but I'm going to say C, Frank Gorshin, and I hope I'm right. And I hope all the worms and roaches are right, too. Mm. So, who voiced She-Ra's trusty steed? Toddy said C, Frank Gorshin. That's incorrect. Wow, did Joe do it? No. Oh, who did it? Lou Scheimer. Oh man! Who, you know, I was never. I didn't thinking... recognize the name either. He did a whole ton of voices on the Masters of the Universe, including Orko and some fun character named Mantena. Okay, I wonder what he looked like. Another secret daddy, <laughs> probably. Actually, well, I don't know about a secret. <laughs> I don't know if that one's a secret. Not so secret. Damn! I said immediately, not yeah. that one. <laughs> I was just curious because yeah. that voice is always like, we always laugh voice. about it because yeah. we're like, why does he have this voice? Yeah. So it was my first, going to be my first question. Okay, who did his voice early in my thrifty rabbit hole of the evening? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh PA comes right up. That's like, awesome. All right, well, I have to do this. Yeah, it's awesome. So thank you, Lou, for buried Buried a lot of cats that. in Joe Flaherty's yard <laughs> growing up. <laughs> If a cat would die at my house, we'd bury it in Joe Flaherty's Go yard. Joe's. Well, how my grandpa's yard is, is like, so there's his yard. Mm-hmm. There's Joe Flaherty's yard. And there's like woods. And there's woods. And so like, who really knows who's who's out there? And technically, my pap and also Joe Flaherty didn't own any of this. But it was oh. like behind their house and there's nothing behind their house. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's the woods. Who really owns the woods besides the animals? That's a very loose line. So anyway, there's a lot of dead cats in Joe's property, I'm sure. 
But I'm go sure on. his dogs love digging that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Imagine d- burying a pet like all sad, and two weeks later you see like one just like <laughs> n- gnarling on a bone, and you're like, "Damn, oh. <laughs> is that Frisco?" <laughs> On to my next question. Yes. So Aladdin Industries was the maker of the first character lunchbox. Character lunchbox. Okay. Just in general. Yeah. Character lunchbox. In which year did they release their first one? Hmm. Which is quite, I'd say quite an industry. Yeah. For new and vintage. Yes. If it comes with a thermos, it's worth a lot more. Yes, it is. So if yes, anyone out is. there has the rest of the set, call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come pry this out of my dead hands. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Was it A, 1942, B, 1963, C, 1950, or D, none of the above? Hmm. And I can read it again while you're thinking. Yeah, go for it. All right. And Aladdin Industries was the maker of the first character lunchbox. In which year did they release their first one? A, 1942, B, 1963, C, 1950, or D, none of the above? Ah, uh, hmm. I feel like... 1950 would be the closest to what I think, but I feel like it's between 1950 and 1963, which is another choice. But then I feel like in that sense too, I don't know that you would do none of the above. I don't know you'd throw a D in there for something like that minuscule. I think you'd maybe... For that? Uh, No, not for you. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um... But if it was like strangely different, that would that would be where the D would come from usually. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with 1950. I'm going to C was 1950. C 1950. C yeah. 1950, and uh, hope everybody at home or at work or in the car picks the right answer. And I hope it also is 1950. Okay. So it wasn't A. 1942. Oh, I like the breakdown. This one's coming. <laughs> nice breakdown. It here. wasn't B, which was 1963. Okay, halfway home. It was indeed C. Let's go. 1950. 19- you were correct. I was correct. Mm. I was correct. I was thinking more like 1956 or seven, but I was like, if oh, you're gonna do a D over right six the, uh, years, nah. Yeah. Did not have that kind of energy today. Yeah. Um, their first character lunchbox featured Hopalong Cassidy. It was like, I don't know, ah, cowboy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. Hopalong Cassidy. Yeah. I feel like it rolls right into the mid-century consumerism. Yeah. Of here's a thing. I guess that, I can't remember the numbers, but like lunchbox sales skyrocketed. Like ads, multi ad zeros to the end yeah. of your sales. Those were, yeah, those are, those So, regular lunchboxes, as soon as they started putting, like, characters and, like, cowboys and all kinds of stuff on there, mm-hmm. everybody was like, oh, I should probably take lunch. <laughs> I, I used the lunch, a lunchbox that I used was actually my, uh, like, my pencil case. Mm. Like, I, uh, 
for some reason I used that. I would put a sandwich in that. Oh, yeah. Now, the pencils weren't in there at the <laughs> no. time, but I would use that as like a lunchbox. But I used that, and I think we talked about the other purpose. I made glueies on the top of that and sold those for profit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I would bring it to school with my sandwich in it. If young I just, entrepreneur. <laughs> young entrepreneur. Um, poor as shit, so I couldn't afford a school lunch. So if I had lunch, I brought it. And so it would be in that. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, to get a couple quarters, you know, get a, maybe a drink or something, I would uh, put – I would I would draw on the top of a Space Maker pencil box – and to have the ray the raised bumpies oh yeah 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 yeah. it was like a sensory thing for sure very much so i would take markers i take markers and just write on the top of the box and then i would put glue over the markers okay and then as it would dry peel it i would peel it off and what the the marker the color of the marker would be the color of what i would call the glueys and I would sell those for, I don't know, 50, 50 cents a pop, some days a buck, you know, if I got real creative. But then everybody started doing it. And, of course, they got better at it than I was. Uh, so they kind of, yeah. They had, the business tanked. The business tanked. The business tanked. And I kind of had my own situation where I've got, I was getting into business with Matt Boyko. And no. that, <laughs> that didn't really work out. It was it was an Earl Tupper Stone Brothers situation. <laughs> you know, our shoes started to melt. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway. Huh. Yeah. It just, you know, it just peaked too early in, yep. the, in the business. Yeah, peaked too That's early. All. But we have another we have another item for Going our Tupperware show. Going on to our show. next item, which the color combinations are looking quite nice with the purple, the brown of your uh, your Tupperware. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a golden rod, sort of yellow. yellow. Got yellow. Yeah, it'll make a. Uh, it'll it's make gonna be a very visually appealing. Yeah. So here I have a Sunfrost Thermoware, golden rod, yellow, insulated bowl with a lid. Um, I'm saying hello summer, you're too sunny, but let's make you an ice bucket. Wow. <laughs> And go find some shade. Yeah. And bring an umbrella. Yeah. Um, no sun for me, please. Yeah, I'm not a sunhead either. No. Mm-mm. And I would say. Also. Oh, shake that around! I hear there's some sand inside. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait for it. Come on, <laughs> don't be shy. Come on, airplane. <laughs> Give us some ambient noise. Where'd it go? There it is. <laughs> there it is. We'll do one more. Wow. Oh, lock. Do a double lock. There's two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd make a ton of money if this was an ASMR show for sure. I think I'm too loud for ASMR. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm too annoyed with it (laughs) to ever enjoy it. I think I'm too annoying sometimes. Um, Anyways... Uh, it looks really nice. Very cute. Very compact. Definitely can see using it for like an ice bucket or a bunch of leftovers. Or just show up to the potluck with this. It's already your container. And then if you got leftovers, you have to disappear because um, you end up not getting along with anyone at the function. See Guess what? Goodbye. <laughs> I'm taking my stuff with no me. No one has their masks yeah. on for some reason. <laughs> right. Get the hell out of there. They stole the spoon that I labeled? Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm out yeah. of here. <laughs> yeah. So quick, put the lid on, 
we're out of here. I'm going to go eat this somewhere else. And it seems fairly unbreakable. Because yeah. you know why I know that? The bottom tells me. <laughs> <laughs> like I was going to say, I ran it over with a moving car. <laughs> no. Something else about Chicago down here, so that's pretty cool. Chicago, USA. Yeah, that's a um, city. And speaking of Unbreakable and summer memories, or lack thereof, Yeah. Unbreakable is kind of like a certain kind of bottle of vodka I, I drank plenty of in 2009, 2010. Ooh. So when I hear Unbreakable, ooh, you, know, yeah. you know it's not going to go down easy. What? Yeah, 2009 was Pop a good off. drinking year for me too, for sure. Yeah, those were the bottles of what? Well, I've drank bottles of whiskey for like ten years. Surprisingly, I'm not dead. I'm so. like the whole like half of the point of pop off sales were that it said big on the bottle, unbreakable. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Do you feel unbreakable when you drank it? <laughs> no. <laughs> you were broken. No, I did not last very long with those kind of yeah. nights. I had to go up a shelf for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get something we can break. Um, so enough of that. I don't drink anymore. Um, so we're going to put some sort of non-alcoholic yeah. cold beverage in there to scoop out. Yeah. You can make some slushes or something. Yeah, we're going to make some Shave kind of ice slushy. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some little coconut ice cream. Yeah. Sure, why not? Going to go back to Earl Tupper for this first question. Great. Great. The big Earl himself. Yeah. What else did Earl Tupper use his non-breakable material for? Ooh. Cool. Obviously, the burping Tupperware. The, the burping seal. The burping seal. But the material itself, you know, non-breakable, plastic, probably lots of uses. Mm-hmm. Was it A, gas masks for World War, World War II? B, Dolls, C, beach sandals, hmm. or D, none of the above. That's the second Earl question and the yeah. second mention of World War Two. Nice. It'd be cool if you faked a World War Two answer too. If we both faked a World War Two answer. I wish I did. This is the question I rewrote when I <laughs> <laughs> when I messed it up. Yeah. It's fine. You didn't yeah. mess it up. Um, repeat the answers again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, repeat the whole thing, I suppose. You know what? Yeah, it's a short question. Yeah. What else did Earl Tupper use his non-breakable material for? A, gas masks for World War II. B, dolls. C, beach sandals. Or D, none of the above. Hmm. Beach sandals would be really fun. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know about his past yeah. uh, experience. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why I shoes. said if it's beach sandals, uh, this shit That's comes, definitely a coincidence. Yeah, this shit comes full circle because I know a couple of brothers of, brothers of stone. They, they mucked kept, that up pretty they good. Messing and melting shoes. Stressed and melted is the quote. <laughs> <laughs> they, made, they made the souls stressed and melted in heat. Because they were heat. Could you imagine wearing shoes and just walking As down you're and be going, like, what's going on? You're like, I don't know what's going on. But I feel like my feet, like, hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> am I shrinking and also, like, sliding into mush? Are my shoes looking stressed or <laughs> is that just me? Stressed and messed. Um, I'm going to go. 
with uh, the sandals, I think, actually. I think that could make the most sense here. I'm going to go with C, beach sandals. That's going to be my C, answer. C, beach yeah. sandals. All right. What else did Mr. Topper use the material for? Toddy went with C, beach sandals. Incorrect. No good. Gas masks. Gas masks? Yes. So we had we had a correct World War II and a fake World War II. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Mm. Yeah, this welcome to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> World War II was fake. <laughs> uh he uh speaking of him, he did something stupid where uh, un- completely unrelated. I'll let you finish it a second oh, before no. I forget. Question's um, done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You he incorrect, did something sorry. so stupid this week where he just says stuff mm-hmm. and it's none of it's real. And it's getting to the point where he says stuff and it's not real and it's quickly discovered within minutes that it isn't real. He was saying something on the lines that like in Australia they're not letting people like uh, ma- like uh, maintain and harvest like their own crops for some reason. And then like he, he, he said that he read it somewhere or saw something or something like that and they were discussing Loose. it. Yeah, and then somebody was like, oh, no, like, actually, I don't see this anywhere on the internet. I don't think it happened. And then he was just like, oh, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe it didn't happen. But it sounds like something that could happen. So it was, like, this big thing that, like, because his whole thing is, like, he says stuff. And then the next day, people are like, this is such garbage. But it's in the recording of the show now. It's so quick. But anyway, go on. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's an idiot. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. But um, um, I uh, fortunately, I hope I get one more, one more question than you write for the the troll here. I think you just have one point so far. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Not incorrect. Mm-hmm. And correct. And yes. Yes. You have one. Okay, we're tied. Yeah. See, I said <laughs> when you got one out of four, I was just like, I don't know. So we are tied. All right. I see you, troll. Let's. Yes. This could be, if I get the second question wrong, we're going to have to think of an independent question <laughs> and go for OT because a troll is on the line. So we try right, to troll. Yeah. So going back to Tupperware parties. Tupperware parties. The party plan method of sales was devised for Tupperware by which of the following American businesswomen? Okay. Was it A, Debbie Fields, B, Gail Kim, C, Brownie Wise, or D, none of the above? B, Gail Kim. Are you laughing for the same reason that I that I might be laughing? Do you th- wonder why I wrote this yeah, Gail last Kim? question? Gail Kim, specifically. Kim Irvine? Gail Kim is uh, a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Thought you would sneak that one by me. Nope. Um, Famous TNA World Heavy, Women's World Heavyweight Champion. Is it true that she's married to Robert, Chef Robert Irvine? Probably. Food tie-in. Food tie-in. And I was, at this point, deep... Yeah. Deep in a spider web of mm-hmm. rabbit hole of cool. connections. Uh, could, yeah, repeat the answers yeah. once more. 
the party plan method of sales was devised for Tupperware by which of the following American businesswomen? A. Debbie Fields, B. Gail Kim, C. Brownie Wise, or D. None of the above? I don't know that I know who Brownie Wise is, but that definitely sounds like somebody who would do some shit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They basically were like, you know what? I think this product is, this is how you're going to market it best. Yeah. Get out to the people who are going to want it most and. Yeah. Well. Find most use for it. Roach is at home. What do you think about this question? You think that, that I'm getting the wool pulled over my eyes mm. here? Hmm. I'm going to go with D. None of the above. Your fourth question, there's been no Ds. So I'm going to go D, none of the above. It's another woman for the win and the new second deity, the troll deity for Thrifty. Let's see. All right. So of all those names. All those names. All those names. You're going to go with D, none of the above. I'm going to go with D, none of the above. And you're going to be incorrect. What? Wow. Yes. Wow. Who was it? C, Brownie Wise. Brownie Wise does seem like the person who would do some shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Gail Kim was a a TNA women's champion. Yeah, that was definitely to throw you off. It didn't. (laughs) <laughs> i knew i knew and well because i had a feeling you'd know who it was yes i was just trying to find other notable women who wouldn't be yes. like specific business women yes yes well i could be wrong but i believe i Gail like kim, the, i wanted to throw one in that was very i think gail kim is asian american i mm-hmm. think i think so i'm unsure yeah all right so uh maybe even canadian that could be true too um so we are at one so we now usually with a panel show it's only two of us today usually we have that person who is not in the tie make a question that both people answer in this case we cannot so we have to decide how could i guess we could just uh make uh and we could go to ot and just offer another round of questions what do you think about that we could do that. OT, I, or we could bring out some some old old tiebreakers and do a vintage versus modern. Oh, yeah. Let's do a vintage versus modern. All right. We're going to take a quick break and get this together and then come right back. Vintage versus modern. Okay. There was probably no gaps in recording. But there was a gap in time where we put this question together. A gap in my brain, for sure. And in the meantime, there's been a ghost that has taken over (laughs) my computer. And as I watch it, the mouse is jumping around the screen uncontrollably. We had to save another file of this in case the ghost would... Yeah, it's getting worse, DJ Lil, as we're watching this. It's getting worse. You better record. Yeah, record this so people could see the ghost attacking. Now it's stopped. As soon as you, okay, there's some stuff. So what's happening is I'm looking at my computer 
the cursor is moving all around the screen before it was jumping into different programs without me even clicking anything. And as I started to record again, I can't even see the recording file because the cursor is moving all around the screen and jumping about. And uh, we've got another segment to do, Mr. Ghost. Oh, that was a good jump. We're back at the end there. Okay, so um, for new listeners to the show, the ghost not being one of them, the ghost knows we've been recording this show. Uh, I think the ghost has been here before. Yeah, the ghost has played Vintage versus Modern before, and that's what we're doing. And for new listeners to the show, what Vintage versus Modern is, we uh, take a look at one of our items, whether it be a vintage item or a modern item. We see its value on eBay and then compare and contrast it to its modern or vintage counterpart, and we ask each other what has more value. Now, as we do this, uh, the ghost cursor is still jumping all around, and why we're doing this is because we both got one of four questions correct. Uh, Somebody has to get this overtime question correct in vintage versus modern, and whoever does will get the new troll deity they'll be the first holder of it so my item i'll go first it'd be cool if we both got these right or wrong and then we have to go into Another double ot overtime. like a like a hockey game that goes till 4 30 in the morning oh yeah that's what we're gonna do um so what i'm going to use for vintage versus modern i'm going to use uh the 1970s sterilite canister and uh, I had a hard time finding a modern counterpart to it because the canisters don't get as squeaky as they used to. Um, so I have that is the vintage option. But I did find some modern counterpart. It's Tupperware brand. And it's called the Tupperware One Touch Reminder Canister. Ooh. And that's the full listing. Tupperware One Touch Reminder Canister that's the modern counterpart versus the Sterilite 1970s canister I have in my hand. So DJ Lil for the possible win, vintage versus modern, Tupperware versus this canister here. What do you think the values are and which one is more expensive? And these are item like dollar amount of item sold plus shipping, yes. correct? Yeah, that's correct. So yep. it's item amount. And shipping included. All right. Um, and for the vintage, it's just the one piece as opposed to being a set. It's just the one piece and also the modern taken fruit me eBay. The Tupperware mm-hmm. is also one just piece. Just a one piece. Okay. Hence the one touch reminder canister. Gotcha. And these are both sold and with shipping. Now, there are a lot of these vintage ones on eBay from uh, you know some that went more expensive than what I have, some that went cheaper than what I have, but this is the median average of what these went for. Okay. I'm going to go with modern 699. Okay. So 499, $2 of shipping. Okay. So 699 for the modern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um vintage I'd say Seventeen fifty. Wow! So you think there's a big gap there? You could thirteen dollars right. and four fifty in shipping. Okay. I'm feeling a little. Ah, you, the, there could be there's a big a lot gap. Wrapping involved. Yeah. 
Um, so you're going with vintage. I am, yeah. You're going with vintage. It's too cute. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say the vintage Sterilite 1970s canister, on average, including shipping, goes for $20. Ooh. $20. That's much higher than I thought. Yes. Um, but you still could be right. The Tupperware One Touch Reminder Canister. Twenty two sixty two. So unfortunately for DJ Lil, Modern wins out, and you do not get this question mm. correct. Now, Ew. does that necessarily mean you lose the game? We don't know. This could go into double overtime. This is Let's the vintage see. versus modern finale. But I would like you to serve up your Tupperware Vintage versus Modern so I could hopefully make sure this troll deity stays here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the, um, based off of my Thermoware container with the lid. Mm-hmm. And the same item being the Sunfrost Thermoware being the Vintage. Yes. And then the Modern... I'm going with this as an ice bucket. As, I think I, as an I ice think bucket. this is going to be my ice bucket for traveling. Okay. So I'm going for modern, a brushed gold ice bucket Ooh, with a handle. That seems expensive to me. Hmm. A brushed gold ice bucket mm-hmm. versus your modern item that you showcased on the show earlier that handle i'm gonna say well this this is kind of bigger this is bigger this ice ice bucket is kind of bigger i'm gonna say this vintage one with shipping i think that's an 850 ish shipping i think that's going to be about 8 850 shipping and i think it's worth about eight so i'm going to say 1650 the vintage i'm gonna say overall is 1650 the modern i'm assuming is a little smaller the shipping is a little less so i think the shipping is going to be about six but i think the canister is going to be more expensive so i'm going to say let's say 17 dollars i'm going to say the modern canister for 17 dollars modern wins out and this is for the win all right well you are correct in that modern wins yes but off by the number oh so i win but you're gonna bruise my ego so give me the number digits 39.99 free shipping Whoa! <laughs> so, so it is bigger. That ice bucket must bring the ice to you and put yes. it in your mouth. Yes, the ice bucket brings all the ice to the yard, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it is bigger With than the that handle. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the handle gets you it. You can put the troll in the ice bucket. You can go yeah. mobile. So the troll. You can bring the deity. troll to Squirrel Park. I'm gonna yeah Squirrel Park. This would be, this would go well at Squirrel Park. Yeah. So I'm gonna be crazy and I'm gonna go back to that 7-Eleven like I said, and I'll just stop and go and I'm gonna say I know my shit and just show <laughs> them this and they're gonna be like, what's going on? And that again, that's when the police are gonna be called. 
Um, so I get it. I mm-hmm. have the deity. It doesn't leave. And now the next time Rachel is on the show, both deities, one episode could be yeah. up for grabs. And if DJ Lil, you're on that episode, you could still go home with two friends. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could see uh, uh, what they would uh, get along with together. Maybe that could be fun. But as we finish things out, I'm really happy to win because that's uh, the second time I've held a thrifty deity. And yeah. I will be the first troll holder. Um, Trolder. As they say. <laughs> um, but uh, next week, we're going to keep doing trivia. I might have a few surprises. Um, over on the Brick Body Kids side, if anybody follows that account or has ever bought, bought anything, there's a bunch of vending events coming up. Um, so hopefully I have the time to put together episodes, record episodes, edit episodes. There may be a gap here and there because, uh, I'm doing like a queer market. I'm still doing those kind of bogus, but fun parking garage sellings on Saturday. There's never rains under a parking structure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's some, there's some other, uh, going on what they call sourcing come, you know, big source missions where I'm going to try to find some stuff at community yard sales. Um, but I want to thank you again for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, if you ever retire, you will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Duh. <laughs> um, and I hope you enjoyed your sour watermelons that I prepared. Oh, yeah, with the today. festive rodent on the package. Yes. Festive rodent. Yes. And Soft for all the rodents out there, you know what time it is. Get roached. <laughs>